much for joining us in that time of great and powerful worship. You know, the psalmist says in Psalm 48, that great are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised. You know, God is great whether you know it or not, whether you realize it or not, whether you admit to it or not. God is great all by himself. He was great before us. He will be great after us. But it is when he bestows his greatness on us, he calls that his goodness, that we're able to then praise him for his greatness. And God has been great to us and toward toward us. Uh, in spite of all the difficulty and the pandemic and all the things that we are going through and faced with at this time, God is still great. God is still good for his own good, for his people. And so for that, he is worthy of our praise. He is greatly to be praised. And so we want to thank you so much for joining us this evening in praising and worshiping Almighty God. Well, tonight we're going to continue in our series called uh, Minds of the Mind. Minds of the Mind. All about the minds that are in our minds. As we said before, Satan plants them, the world will sift them, but it is God who gives us the victory over all of them. And that's what this series really in a nutshell has been about. We pray that you get blessed by this series so far. But we're going to continue that today. we got another mind that we're going to be talking about today that I am sure is going to touch you and reach you wherever you are uh, because this is a big one. It is a major one. So as we're going through this particular study, we want to also encourage you uh, to submit your questions. One of our uh, favorite parts of uh, our midweek service is the Q&A that we have at the end of each lesson. And we miss that because, of course, when everybody is here in-house, we can have some time to um, answer your questions that you have. But because we, we've been away and had to do this virtually, that's one of the aspects of this service that we've missed. But we want to have an opportunity to still hear it and give it God's seat and it is a success. So all you have to do is submit your questions in the comment section, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube. Just put in a question, whether it's related to this particular lesson that we're going to talk about tonight, uh, current event topics, you got a personal question, a biblical question, anything that you would like to have God's perspective on, ask that question in the comment section. We have some volunteers in there who will see that, and at the end of this lesson, we'll take the time to answer as many questions as we can, all right? So for right now, let's go ahead and prepare our hearts, go to the Lord in prayer that he may watch over his word and bless us tonight with what he has in store for us. Father, we thank you that you are great all by yourself, whether we know it or not, realize it or not, but we are grateful that you have revealed your greatness to us. You have removed the veil from our eyes and you've allowed us to see how truly great and awesome you are and therefore are greatly to be praised and worshipped. And to praise you and to worship you is not only it is by living out our lives that you may be glorified all over the earth. And that begins with our hearts being impacted and our lives being changed by the renewing of our minds by your word and through your spirit. So we pray, God, at this time, Lord, as praises are gone up to you, may your blessing come down, God. May you inhabit the praise of your people and open our hearts to speak to us, finding us exactly where we are, ministering to our hearts of exactly what we need, that we may leave this place better than we have come in for our good and for your glory. These things we ask and pray in the powerful and precious name of Jesus Christ. And all of God's people said together, Amen. 
Well, out of the 12 disciples that Jesus had, uh, at least four of them were fishermen. Right? Four out of the 12 disciples, according to Scripture, were fishermen. That would be Andrew and Peter. They were brothers. And James and John. Andrew, Peter, James, and John, they were fishermen. Well, Jesus Christ comes to them one day, and he says, drop what you're doing, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Instead of you being fishermen, I'm going to make you fishers of men. In other words, rather than you catching fish all day, you are going to be catching men for Jesus Christ. And it's interesting that he would use that as an analogy because you basically need the same thing whether you're catching fish or catching men. You, of course, have to go out to where they are. You have to be patient and have some bit of guidance and wisdom. Uh, you have to make sure you go at the right time. But you also have to use bait, right? How many know you can't just drop a hook into the water and expect to catch fish, right? That's not going to work. <laughs> that is not how you fish. You can't just drop your hook in the water and expect to get a bite. No, you have to use bait, whether it's live bait, whether it's pieces of other fish, whether it's shrimp or whether it's lures, you need something that will attract the fish and that will take the bait so that they may take the hook as well. So whether you're a fisher of fish or you're a fisher of men, bait is essential if you're going to be successful in getting what you've been called and privileged to do. Well, how many of you know that there is somebody else who is also a fisher of men? There's somebody else who is also a fisher of men. Yes, the disciples, according to Jesus, according to Scripture, were fishers of men. We, too, uh, being God's disciples, God's followers, we are supposed to be fishers of men as well. But there's somebody else who is also a fisher of men. Somebody maybe you didn't uh, realize before, but he too is a fisher of men. And I am talking about none other than Satan himself. Satan himself is also a fisher of men. He is going out and trying to catch men just like God's disciples are, only for a different reason. Only for a different purpose. <laughs> but the true is the same whether you're the Satan you are Satan, if you're going to be successful in catching men, you must use bait. You must use a lure in order to catch fish, but you also must use a lure if you're going to catch men. And so Satan is no different in this regard. Satan is no different in this aspect. He too is a fisher of men. Therefore, he too must use bait. He can't just drop a hook and know that we're going to go for that. No, that's not what he does. The Bible says that he is a deceiver, and that's exactly what a lure is. A lure looks like a worm. It looks like a small minnow or a fish. It deceives the fish to thinking that it's real. Satan does the same thing. He uses a lure to deceive us that we may take the bait and therefore be caught on his hook. There's one particular lure, there's one particular bait that he loves to use because it is highly successful for him. 
this particular faith, this particular rule, this particular mind of the mind is the atomic bomb of all of his world mind. This particular one that we're going to talk about today, it is the atomic bomb of all of his world minds that we have talked about thus far. Why is that? Well, because this particular mind will not only destroy you, but everything that you're connected with. Everything that surrounds you will be destroyed if you shift this particular mind. It will destroy your family and your finances and your future. It will destroy your your health and your marriage and your ministry. It will affect not just you, but everything that is associated and connected with you. You see, if you step on a landmine, you're going through a field and you have other people around you, pretty much the one who steps on it gets the damage. But not so with an atomic bomb. <laughs> not so with an atom If an atom bomb goes off, no, everybody's affected by that. And so Satan has bait. He has a lure, and this one is the atomic bomb of all of his devices because of the damage that it is able to do, not only to you and I, but to everything and everyone that is connected with us and surrounding us. And this particular lure that God used, or that Satan uses against the people of God is called lust. Lust. Lust is the lure, lust is the bait, lust is the device For his purposes, for his reasons, right? And the Bible says, the thief not come but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That is his purpose. That is his goal. That's why he has gone fishing. That's why he's a fisherman as well. Because he wants to steal, he wants to kill, and he wants to destroy your life and every aspect of your life. And so the bait, the lure that he will can lust for multiple things. You know, we can lust for money, Paul free. We can lust for power. We can uh, lust for material possessions. We can, we can lust for all kinds of things. But normally when you hear the word lust, you think of lusting sexually. Lusting for sexual immorality, as it were. And so, this particular topic came up, God had laid on my heart to talk about because we've been dealing with minds of the mind and specifically those things that we've been dealing with during this pandemic. And I'm not sure if you'd be surprised to know this or not, but not only has the sale of alcohol increased during this pandemic, not only has the sale and the use of cannabis increased during this uh, shutdown that we're in, but there is one other thing that they have seen an increase in. Porn sites. Porn sites are on the rise. I mean, I guess they figure, what else are we going to do with our time? We got nothing else to do. <laughs> Might as well go to some porn sites, right? <laughs> so this is a big one as well, especially during this pandemic, because now so many people are going to this, and they are feeding this lure called lust. 
we're going to see jewelry wearing temptation and confidants because Satan will be nowhere to be found in that millennial reign of Christ. Make merry and give me more preview. Satan puts forth his most strong and bottomless pit and give me your gifts because you stand up and steal for one moment. But yet there will still be sin in your mind. How do we know that? Because the Bible says people will still be dying. If you died a hundred, you would have been thought to have died as a child of sin. 
about it of how you should be able to do this, sin happens. You've taken the bait, you've taken the lure, and now sin has the door and venue that it's supposed to always open up. And guess what? You don't have that door. Here's the
that was David's forehead of the breastplate. He began to look at this beautiful woman bathing, and the desire that was within him could see and walk towards the king. Even when they tell him, no, David, can't have this one. This is a married woman. You can have anybody else, but not this one. You take it, but it's a married woman. Too late.
I'll be the same old Paul. But if you run from it, if you get out of it, you have a 100% chance that you will not fall. Joseph ran. Joseph ran. You say, well, what did that do? He still went to prison. Well, remember, in prison he had power. <laughs> Without that kind of power, he would have no other power. Well, what kind of power do you wish you had? <laughs> God says, you can either go to Satan's palace, <laughs> or you can wait for my time. Which one do you want? <laughs> you want Satan's palace, or you want my time? Yes, he went to prison, but from prison, he was promoted to second in command of all of Egypt. Is that something that would have ever happened had he taken the Lord's advice? Had he taken the Lord's counsel? God has
that this is a pleasure that will cause you peace. And this peace is about peace is about peace. There are some things that even before I was saved growing up, high school, I didn't get any pleasure out of. And I was grateful I didn't get pleasure out of. Why? Because God could have been cheating me. Had I gotten pleasure from this particular thing that I was doing, maybe I would still be doing it to this day. So by God's grace and mercy, he kept me from even stealing pleasure from it because the pleasure is